Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, joined by the lovely Bree Tucker. Well, hello, hello, buddy. How are you? Lovely. That's, that's very lovely, laurely sounding to me. I love it. And spring, spring, because it's spring. Well, gotta be yes, yes. It's spring. It's spring. <laughs> Bree's totally like, I'll just, play along. I totally just like blew our cover there. I'm like, well, it's winter. Oh wait, no, the skin's it's winter and spring. <laughs> so yes, it's spring. Shh, shh. You didn't hear that out in podcast land. No, we're finishing this episode being a little like, I'm a little verklempt, like to use a term that like I'm a little like all up in the feels here and a little scared based on what we talked about with Amanda. But I think that uh, we're going to save that discussion for our outro. So listen to our discussion with Amanda. Try to guess what, what I may be a little crazed about. I don't think you'll be able to guess, but we're... Amanda Rush Holmes is the CEO of the Virtual Assistant Studio, creator of full-time VA, and host of the Millennial Mom Movement podcast. She helps moms become profitable virtual assistants and is the mom to two boys. You need to listen to this interview because it is going to open up your world. Yes, this is a must-listen, a must-listen episode. Must-listen, and then make sure to join me and Bree at the end for a little wrap up and I'll tell you I'll tell you what we're thinking right now. So we hope you enjoy this interview that we had with Amanda. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. Welcome, Amanda, to the podcast. We're so excited to have you here. Well, I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Where are you, Amanda? I'm based out of Atlanta, Georgia. So I'm like okay. you guys, I'm in the suburbs, probably like 45. No, well, Atlanta traffic's not the best. So probably like 40 minutes outside the city. So I've yeah. got two kids. So, you know, you got to like live with their good schools are and whatnot. Yeah, it's good. It's good out in the burbs. It's good for burb life, right? <laughs> oh, I love it. Everything is like five minutes away. I've got like Target, Starbucks, the Publix, like there's no complaints. Yeah. Although I do miss like being who I was before I had kids because I used to live in LA and just, we lived in this little tiny town, like 10 minutes outside of LA and it was called Montrose. And literally like two blocks away, we could walk to this main street, which didn't have a big supermarket, but had like little tiny restaurants and like shops and all these things where it would make yeah. it hard, I think, day to day with kids, but also it was so quaint and lovely. And I'm just, I think I'm looking forward to empty nesting and going back to that. <laughs> like you have to look forward to something, right? <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean though. Like, I think I kind of mourned my life when I had my first kid before kids. I don't, I mean, you don't know what you don't know. And of course, like I wanted to have kids and I wanted to be a mom, but there was such like a shift of responsibility. I think that obviously oh, yeah. comes with having a kid, but also freedom. Like I used to be able to like, be like, Oh, you know what? I am going to like wake up at 6am and go to yoga today. And then the next day be like, I think I'm going to wake up at nine and get coffee. But like with the kid, the kid is like, well, I'm going to wake up at seven, no matter what. And we're going to do what I say. Cause like we're on a routine. 
you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I remember being nine months pregnant, like two days from my due date, standing in my bathroom closet. And I got this wave of what did I do? Like, because all the freedom goes away when you have kids and you don't know what you're getting into. But I think it's something that a lot of moms have a hard time admitting that yeah. there is a sense of loss when you have a child, a loss of your identity, a loss of what you're able to do. And like, let's, let's face it, a loss of career options today for moms that we're somehow supposed to be okay with. It's supposed to be resigned to, but it's so hard. It's so hard. Like, I mean, even as a woman, there's so many things that people don't talk about. I remember before I started my business, I was working in the corporate world and I knew, okay, I want to have a family. I need to start planning this. Do I even like the job that I'm in right now? Because once I get pregnant, you, it's not like you can be going on interviews because as much as like there are laws that protect you against that, let's be honest. Like if somebody sees somebody that's eight months pregnant, are they thinking, I'm going to hire that person? Like mm-hmm. probably not. And even if they do, benefits aren't going to kick in. You're not going to have like paid leave. There's just so many things to think about. And then you have to think, okay, what am I going to do once the baby comes? Like, does this company offer paid leave? How do I make money? What do I do when I come back? Like, how do I find childcare? There's just so many things that go into it that where like the system, so to speak, just really isn't set up to be like conducive or supportive for working moms. Not at all. Yeah. I remember it's- like talking about all of that. I just like my little thing. I remember before I had my kids, I was a manager at a uh, fairly large nonprofit here in Phoenix working and I managed a whole department that covered like all of Maricopa County for early intervention. And I remember thinking to myself, like, okay, I'm going to have my kids. I'm going to come back. It'll be fine. I lasted like a month and I just couldn't do it. Even though I had a super supportive boss, just like the commute, driving back and forth to work. Like I only would get to see my kid for like an hour when I got home. And I just remember sobbing because I loved, like you're talking about that. Do I really like the job I'm in? I loved my job. I loved what I did. And I absolutely fell apart, had to come in and like tell her like, I can't do this. Like I'm, I am miserable every day. Eventually I ended up cutting back on hours and then eventually just had to fade out of that entire career because there was no way I could do it. Having two small kids. Yeah. And it's such a hard choice to make, right? Like you have to choose between something that's so valuable to you. And it's like part of your identity and something that you love, like you love your job. But you also love your kids and you're like, I know I'm not going to get this moment back with my kids. So like you made the choice to have to leave so that you can take those moments that you know are fleeting. And there's so many women in that position. Like that was me. I was like the same thing as you. I had maybe if I got lucky an hour, two hours a day, because you know, you wake up early and you have to get to work and then they go to bed early because they're little. Mm -hmm. And so you may or may not get home by time. Or if you do, you're like rushing to like feed them and get them bathed and in bed and all of that. And that's when I realized, oh my gosh, like this cannot be the only way. Like there's no way that this is the only option for women. Yeah. So it's not, it's not fair. Like I can identify with that too. When I was, I was a teacher before that I was in the entertainment industry. And when I was in an entertainment industry, I was working as a producer and a junior executive. I knew that I did not want to do that job with kids. I, I knew it. 
when I was in it because the amount of time it took, the amount of after hours time it takes with you have to go to drinks, you have to go to dinner because it's all about the relationships. Like I knew I had to get out of it. And that's why I went into teaching because I loved working with kids. But when I had my daughter and I was teaching, it was okay. It was manageable, even though most of my salary was going to daycare. But yep. even in that situation, I'm like, my gosh, when I have two kids, I cannot do this. Like, I cannot manage it when my kids are sick, just the emotional stress of them being sick and them being away from me. Nor can I manage juggling that, even though my husband's super supportive. And so when my son was born, that's when I exited the profession and I exited it with no plan. I was just going to take a year off and then go back. I was like, let me just get my bearing. And it was then that I discovered this great kind of mix of being able to work for yourself. And that's what you help women do. You help women find that mix of being able to work for yourself and have that flexibility to take care of children. So tell us more about that. Like, How is this possible where you can earn an income and still have that time you want with your kids? I've been looking for simple ways to form healthy habits and get the nutrients my body needs even on busy mornings. And oh my gosh, has it been busy lately. And that's why I decided to give AG1 a try. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day every day. And it makes me feel energized. Even like I still add the coffee on there because I like it a lot. AG1 tastes really good too. And I enjoy my glass every single morning. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. And that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com forward slash NGM. That's drinkag1.com forward slash NGM. Check it out. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the TILT Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Yeah. Okay. So many great questions. So I'll tell you a little bit about how I even got into this in the first place. I feel like this kind of like leads into how 
I now help other people. But we talked a little about, about, you know, I used to work in the corporate world. Well, my husband and I really struggled with fertility. We went through five miscarriages and then we finally did IVF and had our beautiful miracle baby. And here I was like, we're just talking about in this corporate job. And I was like, this is crazy. I just spent the last three, four years of my life trying to have this beautiful baby. And now I don't get to spend any time with him. And I was that person every single night, like I feel like nine o'clock at night and I'm on Google and I'm typing in like how to work from home, how to make money from home, work from home jobs for moms. Like literally this is like what I would type in at Google. And the things that came up were very scary. And I was thought I might be like at risk that somebody was going to steal my identity if I like input my information (laughs) into any of these sites. There's Mm -hmm. absolutely no information. And truthfully, it wasn't until the beginning of 2020 when the pandemic hit and I was laid off from my full-time job. And I was like, I have this really beautiful opportunity here to possibly pivot and figure out a solution to this problem that I've been experiencing for the past like nine months since my child has been born. and. I went onto the internet. This is literally how it got started. I went onto the internet and I went down the rabbit hole as we all do late at night on social media. And I was like, of course we've all been there, right? You know, like TikTok was a thing. And yeah. So I quickly realized, oh my gosh, there are so many business owners out there that need help. They're asking for things like, can you post on my social media? Can you write an email and send it out for me? Can you manage my DMs? Like very basic things that were also like interesting to me. I'm like, oh, that's kind of fun. Like I like writing emails or I could post on social media for you or, oh, you need some content ideas. Yeah, I can do that for you. And so I very quickly realized, wait, this isn't just like a fleeting thing. This is a whole industry. There are thousands of people out there that need support. And I, I was started working with clients and then I was like, oh, you know what? Like this actually has a name. It's called being a virtual assistant. And during this process, I was posting on social media about it as we all do with our life. You know, you're like, hey, yeah. look at this cool new thing that I'm doing. <laughs> and I quickly had moms reach out and be like, wait a second did you leave your corporate job? And I was like, yeah. I was like, I not only left my corporate job, but I'm making more money and I do it while my son is napping. Like I literally work in the morning, work when he's napping. And then maybe I like squeeze in an hour at night if I like really feel like an overachiever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what is this? And I'm like, well, it's really cool. Like it's called being a virtual assistant. And they're like, what? The, is this like a thing? Is this a scam? Like people really pay you? And I was like, they do. They really pay me. <laughs> and so that is when I decided I was like, every mom needs to know about this opportunity. And what's cool about it is like, you get to choose what you're interested in and then work with that type of business. So like for me, I love being in the influencer space. I love supporting female business owners. And that's how the program, which is our program, full-time BA was, was born is because I'm like, every mom needs to know about this opportunity and know that there is another way. And it doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't have to be complicated. And like, you probably already have the skills. I yeah. think about you going from being in like this amazing entertainment industry and then being a teacher. Like mm-hmm. if that was somebody in our course, you have so many skills right there just from those jobs you've already had. Even like 
stay-at-home moms. Think about all the things you do as a stay-at-home mom within one day to manage a household. That is the person that I would want on my team. They oh, are I efficient. Know. They're organized. They know how to manage people. Like, <laughs> well, there's, there's like so many things. There's so much that you said in there that I want to unpack. One of the first things is that I think as women that we really undervalue the skills we have. Uh, we were talking yes. about this on a past podcast episode with Blessing Aldasian of Mother Honestly. And she says how care is so undervalued, the care work we do. And a lot of stuff like you're saying, businesses need that care work. It's that following up with people. It's that making sure people are doing okay, especially when it comes to managing others or like you said, reaching out and doing email that like what moms have, those skills are valuable. And we need to own that because so much of society tells us we're doing nothing because we're not earning money, but we need to own it. It's ridiculous how how two-sided it is as well, right? I mean, we've talked about this before too. For when moms stay home and we're considered that, like you just said, like people think that we're not doing anything. We think we're not doing anything. We think that we need to be grateful that other people are supporting us so that we can be home. Oh, because I'm home, that means that I don't, I shouldn't be able to go out. It means I shouldn't be able to ask to spend money on XYZ because my partner is the one making the income. And that's not true at all. And, and, and having something that we can do and using our skills and finding a way back into, I don't want to say identity. Anybody like know where I'm going with this? I feel mm. like it is identity right. though. It because- is identity. Okay. Even though we're master caretakers, like let's just let's just say that we are master <laughs> caretakers. Like we have so much going on for us. We could manage all of our kids' doctor's appointments, keep it all in our head, manage the family calendar, answer the questions of what's for dinner tonight. Like we are bosses, like total bosses that are completely undervalued. And I think it is identity because we're so used to making our identity be in the work we do. Like you go to like any party, any get together, like one of the questions that's going to come up is like, well, what do you do? Yeah. And a lot of women kind of shy back from that. They're like, oh, I'm only, I'm only a stay at home mom. And it's just not true. Yes. (laughs) Right. I hate that. Like I'm only, or just, I hear that. I'm just a virtual assistant. No, you're a virtual assistant. Like you're the backbone of somebody's business. Like without you, they would not be able to scale or grow that business. Without you, there's no revenue. Without you, there's no customer support. You were talking about all these different things that we own. The mental load that is within just about every mom is insane. We're not just thinking about, oh, did we send that permission slip in? Did we pack the lunch? What are we out of dish soap? Did we sign up for soccer? Like the amount of things that happen in our brain is incredible. And mm-hmm. not to be that person, but most men don't have that capability. That's what to I was be wondering. able to. Forwardly. I want to challenge that though, because the reason that we do have that capability is because it has been expected of us. And then we have had a lot of practice in it. Like, I don't think like men are inherently not able to do it. They just haven't had the chance and the opportunity to practice it. Agreed. Um, which is like what I love seeing like in January when the um, the Senate, well, the House was having trouble electing a speaker and all of these male representatives had to bring in their kids and babies. And it was the first time I have ever seen male Congress people out on the floor with a baby Bjorn strapped to them. 
And like having to juggle that caretaking role and that professional role. And I think like more of that needs to happen where us women, we're not saying that we're the only ones capable of doing this because we really aren't. We need to make sure that if we have a partner at home, that we're giving them equal opportunity to be in the caretaking role and not have to take it all on ourselves. Okay. But I'm going to say this, like, I, I do think that they do need more practice and we need to let, we need to like delegate more. We need to let go of the control and allow them to have the ability to like practice the skills. But I will say this, when you were talking earlier, Amanda, about like the whole, like, are we out of dish soap? Like da, 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 da. I love my husband. He is amazing. He does so much. He takes on so much of the mental load for us. But even though he does so much and he helps with caretaking and all those kinds of things, he is never the one that notices all of that stuff. He's not aware that we haven't washed our towels in a week or two. He has, he's not aware that the dog is out of dog food. He's not aware of all those little pieces that you were talking about, Amanda, that like that, that would make for a great virtual assistant, right? Because again, it's all the pieces that, that keep everything moving. He is not aware of it. And you're right, Joanne. I bet a big portion of it is because he was never expected to do that. Yeah. And he does take on a lot of it, but I just, I feel like that is just something that is, I don't know why we look for those small details, but we, we do, and we can, and we can grasp them so quickly and so easily. Because you've had experience with them. Because like when the dog's out of food, Brie, he comes to you. (laughs) He doesn't go to your husband. He comes to you because he knows that you're going to put that food in his dish much faster than your husband is. So like if you were poof, if you were, if you were gone for like a few, like a week, say you went to Italy again. If to go on a cruise to Europe for like, you know, you should. Yes. I did. Well, he, we did. We, we did, did last year. And he, <laughs> oh and he had did. to, yeah, yeah. And he had to take care of the house. And like, I'm divorced. And one of my kids was like, I'm going to stay with Miguel. And I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so then he had to be like single dad too, on top of it. But, uh, but yeah, he did he, it. He did do it. But then guess what? Like there's plenty of days where I'm like, Hey, the dog seems to have an empty bowl. Have you fed him? And he's like, Oh no, I forgot. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Because that's supposed to be his job. And he's like, it's just kind of fallen away. And I just started to pick it back up again. I'm not doing a good job delegating. Well, (laughs) I I challenge you. Yeah. Is it your job to delegate? Because then it puts the mental load back on you to then delegate. Like I struggle with that. I'm like, I see it. I do it. I see it. I do it. And I'm aware of this. But then I also am the same person that complains about the mental load. Like Mm -hmm. I'm being being transparent on my of my flaws right here. Like that happens a lot. So I've been trying to think of like, kind of like you're talking about Joanne, like, okay, we do it because we're expected to do it. But like, how can, and I hate to even use the word train because this sounds like I'm like training a dog, but like how build can skills, I build skills? There how we can I build skills for my husband that like allows him to take some of this on without me feeling like I'm his mom? I have the plan. You have to yes. go away. Like you have to go away. You have to go away to Europe. You just have to. Well, like Europe, I go away to like, I plan, like we plan girls trips. I do like business retreats. I go to conferences and I'm like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Because when you go, you don't have that control. And before you go, do not write up any plans. Like 
there are no plans. There are no like task lists. There is nothing. They're simply like the typical family calendar so that, you know, everyone knows where everyone is, like whatever you have or any special appointments. And then you leave because when you leave, you're not seeing it. So you can't do it. Um, you're not, you're not there to remind him the natural consequences of things pile up. If the dog hasn't been fed, that dog is going to start causing some issues. He's going to start gnawing <laughs> on their legs. <laughs> gnawing, being destructive, whining all the time. Going and, the trash, um, whatever. And the best <laughs> thing is, you don't have to see it because you're gone having fun. <laughs> Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy the Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of the Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. That's okay, I love this idea. Thank you for giving me permission to go take a really fun vacation all by myself. Yes. That permission goes out to everybody. To everybody. You have to do everything. We're having a retreat here actually in Phoenix with specifically that in mind, like, because moms have to go. They have to go. They have to discover who they are outside their families. Because when you go away, like the first day you're like, oh, you're still kind of stressed. And then the second day you start remembering what it's like to be you again. And what it's like not to have to think about, oh my gosh, are my kids hungry? Oh my gosh, are they cold? Are they in the right things? Is everyone happy? You start just focusing in on you. And it's this wonderful thing that you get to bring back with you from vacation as well. That sounds like fun. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Going back to what you do though, like this whole making money on your own terms, like it really allows you the freedom to be able to do that more because when you're your own boss... You get to decide when you work. You get to decide how you work. You could even take your work with you on like a vacation, just like do it by the beach. That sounds pretty good. (laughs) 
It's yeah, it really is the best. And I think, you know, as moms, like you're talking about, you know, what do you do if your kid gets sick or like they invite you for something fun? Like you get to go be room parent and like read the book and bring the snacks. And you want to be that person that says yes to that. Now you can. Yeah. And so it's cool because I think a lot of people are afraid by this because when you think about security and things like a steady income and all of these things, it seems so daunting if you're, if you have that like nine to five to think like there's this whole other option out there. Yeah. I feel like it's so much easier if you're somebody who's already made the decision, like I'm taking this year off to then explore that. And mm-hmm. I fully recognize that. But at the same time, it's kind of like, well, you're in control you get to decide like, how much do I want to work today? Yeah. How much money do I want to make? What am I going to charge? Who do I want to work with? Do I want to take a two week vacation in September? Cause I want to do something fun and go on like a girl's trip. Then like you get to plan all that into your calendar. And I think that freedom and flexibility to be able to decide like, this is what's important to me. And this is where I'm going to spend my time is just something that like, a typical nine to five just can't ever give you. Like you get like what yeah. standard two weeks vacation. And like half of that's probably going to like days that you had to take off because like your kid was sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it does suck. And there's like an additional side to that as well. Like I always think of this like as a business owner that sometimes I get really stressed about making the money and bringing in the revenue and like doing all the things. But then I look at the other side of it. And I just remember when I was working for someone else and I wasn't my own boss, I was so bitter and resentful. I was just like, I did not like being told what to do. I didn't agree with it sometimes. And I didn't feel like I had a voice ever especially, you know, working in the public school system with like <laughs> testing and there's all those issues. Especially as in well Arizona. Doing what's, yeah. Especially <laughs> in Arizona, doing what's best for kids <laughs> versus what the school district thinks you should do. But it's like, I don't, I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it for the freedom and flexibility of working for yourself or working from home. I mean, even on days where I'm like, oh my gosh, this was a harder day than others. If I think that, would I go back to a nine to five job? The answer is always like, Absolutely not. Like this is still 10 times so much better. But I think about myself. I feel like when I moved into this online space and started working from home, I feel like I became a different person. Like I was so much lighter. I was happier. I got to do things that I've always wanted to do, but never really could do like sign up for yoga and have, you know, coffee with other moms in the neighborhood and like let the kids play together and, now we're to the point, you know, where we have the core side of things where we get to train people, but we also have people that work for us. So like we get to train people to do this on their own, but we also get to employ moms. And like, there's just this beautiful evolution. I even think about my marriage, like my marriage is so much healthier because I was able to take care of myself. So now I can show up better as a wife and as a mom. And I feel like when you're, you're strong as a mom and you and your partner are strong, whatever that relationship looks like, it just trickles down to the kids and they're happier and they feel like their cups are being filled up and their needs are being met. So it's been really cool. You know, they always say like hindsight is twenty twenty. like to be able to look back and see this huge transformation. And I truly owe it all to just being able to work from home and enjoy my job. Like as simple as that sounds. And you felt this transformation and 
as little as just a couple of years. Because you said like it all started around 2020 and here we are 2023 and you have seen so much, so many changes. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's crazy. I can't believe it's only been three years. Yeah. That's wild. And that's awesome because when you decide to step in and make that change is when you know if you made the right decision or not. So many people hold off from working at home or making a change like this because they get into their heads about, oh my gosh, well, what if this happens? And what if this happens? And we'll have to do this. And, and they talk themselves out of it before they've even begun, not even being allowed to explore it. But when you were allowed to explore it and make the change, you found like all of these wonderful things. And even if someone stepped in and made the change and maybe they don't find it's as wonderful or it brings up new issues. I found it brought up a lot of new issues in me that I had to address in myself personally when I started working from home. Mainly my perfectionism. It was all my own thought process of how much I had to work and how much I had to bring in and what an effective business owner, a successful business owner looks like. But when you make that change, you find those things, you're able to address them. And I think that's where you grow the most as a person. Yeah. 100%. I agree with that. I think one of the cool things about putting yourself in a new situation is it forces you to change, which then forces you to grow. And you can't really have growth without change. But the Mm -hmm. same thing, like there are definitely moments where I'm like, oh, wow, I am not equipped to do what X, Y, and Z of what I'm about to do, but we're about to figure it out. And so you wouldn't be put in that situation if, if you are still sort of in your your comfort zone of your box yeah. of whatever that looks like. Whether you're happy in your job or you're not happy in your job. Like I think most people, if they're thinking about making a change, typically it's not a situation where they're super excited about the work that they're doing or they feel trapped by it. You know, like they're like, I have to do this because of X, Y, and Z. And they don't mm-hmm. feel like there is an alternate option. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's so, it's so interesting, but I am happy that you have this option for moms and that you're spreading it everywhere and sharing it because the ability to work from home and have the freedom to do what you want to do is such a gift. So Amanda, what are you looking forward to right now that's coming up for you? Oh my gosh. So many things. I think the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to this year is really just being able to support moms and their journey of making money on their own terms and working from home. We just rolled out a certification to be able to back up the full-time VA so that, you know, if somebody is making that transition from their nine to five job, they can feel confident that they have the certification to back them up that's legitimized for business owners. So that's really exciting. We also just have like some fun new programs that we're going to be launching this year to help our students. And a lot of them they'll have access to just by being full-time VA members. It's not like we're going to like charge them extra or anything like that. So I'm excited for them to be able to go through those. So like if there's a skill that somebody doesn't have, you guys have courses that they can help to learn those things. Yes, we're adding on, it's called studio skills. So basically all of the skills that we've acquired from our agency is called the virtual assistant studio. And we have a plethora of things that we do for our clients. And so we're taking all those and making kind of like little mini courses and we're giving our full-time VA students access to all that information. So they'll obviously be trained on like how to be a general VA. But then if somebody's like, I would really love to like dive into Pinterest management or 
how to manage a podcast, you know, like mm-hmm. that's interesting to them. Then they'll be able to go through those little mini courses in the studio skill section and then they'll be trained on that. That's awesome. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been lovely talking with you, Amanda. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and we'll talk well, to you soon. You. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Okay, Brisa, let's pull back the curtain a little bit. We're pulling back the curtain on No Guilt Mom as two. <laughs> we teased a little bit in the intro that like this interview with Amanda was so, so good. So good. Immediately when we finished it and we started talking to her, we're like, so what exactly does your studio do? Like any more <laughs> details? Because it sounds like listening to everything she was talking about, it really made us think about where our where our strengths are what we are really good at and what is that, I don't want to say mind block, but what is that thing that is keeping us from jumping over and being able to find people to help us with the things that we're not so strong at? Asking for help is hard. A lot of the delegation, a lot of, I think our society makes it think that we have to do things all by ourselves. Like yeah, all and by that ourselves. you're better. Like, you're somehow better if you can be Superman and you can do everything or super mom. You can be, you're just phenomenal. And if you, and oh, if you can't, then you're not perfect. You know what my self-talk is? Maybe some other people have this self-talk as well, but it's like, Joanne, you're being so wasteful if you don't take the time and energy to learn how to do this and do it yourself, which is totally counterintuitive to actually building and running a business, by the way. You cannot scale to a large business if you try to do every single role by yourself. That is something that's been told to be my multiple coaches and apparently has still not sunk in. I would say you can, you'll be miserable. Everybody around Miser- you will be miserable and your and your and your project or your company or whatever it is that you're working on will never be as will never reach the potential it could have reached if you didn't seek out other individuals that had strengths and bring them onto your team. Well, yeah, and I think this is yeah. even stronger for women. I would go and this this will sound like a tangent, but I promise you it is not a tangent. <laughs> when I was going to Weight Watchers meetings, there was a leader there. And like, I only went to one meeting with her because she pissed me off. But she's like, yeah, I don't know why so many people hire others to clean their houses. It is such a good workout. They should just put the work in and then they'll like, and your face is like, oh my gosh. But that (laughs) is the mentality we are fighting against that we should not get other people's help because we're somehow lazy or less if we get their help yeah, or less than if we get help. And I've been working a lot trying to switch my mindset into letting other people help because when you let others in, that's actually really great for them too. I mean, in the business sense, even in the home sense, you're here providing an opportunity to pay someone to do what they're really good at, what they're super efficient at, and to let them contribute and to help. That's all I wanted. Like, I just want to contribute and help others. So why am I not letting other people do the same for me? Well, right. And then also just giving yourself the gift of taking away some of that mental load. Because Mm -hmm. we can only take on so much. And that is one thing that like, I've definitely come to the conclusion the last couple of years. There's been a lot of stuff going on in my, my family kind of personal life that's made me realize that the time I have with my loved ones is very limited. And if I'm spending all of my time working over, trying to get things done it, in, in every job I've ever had, I'm just taking away from that time that's never going to come back to me. 
that and the things that, mm-hmm. that really like truly like my make my soul happy and excited. So yeah, it's it's important to let that mental load go on the things that we can. Yeah. So that we There's can something have. my husband always tells me when I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so many things to do. And he's like, there are infinite things to do and you have to make your choices on what to do. Like there will never be a time where you're done. We have to have an episode where we have him on. Honestly, I just want to hear some of his like insightful one one liners. He has a lot of really good he does things that he says. I'm like I, I just a lot of one liners that he's fantastic at. You know, I would I would before look at that and I'd be like, oh my gosh, he has like this is what I need to be. This is, but it's like everyone has their strengths, and you learn from pe- their strengths, and you also have strengths yourself, and you give of your strengths. So. Yeah. If you're feeling the same way, don't discount what you have. You have yeah. a lot. Yeah. And you know what? And if you heard this episode and it inspired you to look into taking the skills that you have and trying to start a new path for you where you have more control, by all means, check out the info in the link. We've got all of Amanda's info for the VA studio. If not even that, just realizing that bringing people in super helpful. And again, doesn't have to be the capacity we're talking about necessarily. We all have different ways we can bring people in, but yeah, exactly. Let go. Doesn't you don't have to do it all. You don't have to do it all. No. And remember, the best mom is a happy mom. Take care of you, and we'll talk to you later. Thanks for stopping by. Real truth alert, pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were, but the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist, Dr. Katayun Kayani, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom and Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health, which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health.